This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good, good morning. morning. Good afternoon. Good, good evening. Please sleep as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Just let it in. Oh, hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Howdy. Hello. Welcome. Hello there. And welcome back to the Star Wars Report Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad to have you on board. As always, uh, we have a fun show for you. It's a big It's a big Star Wars News Week. So I'm, uh, I'm glad to be reunited back with uh, our dear co-host, Mr. Bruce Gibson. How's it going Mr. Bruce. It's going really well. I'm glad to be here. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a hot second, but it's it's you come at a, a fortuitous time because the last few weeks I've been this is how uh I'm not saying we're stretching for content on the show. Never. Never. But it's been and there's always content. There's, yes, even but I will say this, we've been doing an ongoing segment breaking down chapter by chapter relevant interesting information from the secret history of Star Wars. Not this week though. This week we've got a jam-packed show. We've got a special secret guest that uh, we're standing by for. But also a big news week because there's all kinds of craziness going on in the world of Star Wars news, so let's not delay. Let's get right into it. We have something to report. The closer I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. It's canceled. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds so sad. Falling victim to not just, uh, well, no. It's falling victim to the COVID uh, craziness, as we have... Uh, uh dubbed it here uh it's 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 the first time a star wars celebration has ever been canceled and uh i want to know how you feel about it bruce (laughs) well it it is sad for sure but Mm. i I mean we kind of knew this was coming right i mean we kind of knew yes you know the sad part to me isn't that it's canceled well first of all yes it's sad that it's canceled but we kind of knew it was happening because of covid19 but i think the sad part about it is how long we have to wait till the next one that's really the that's the bummed out news i'll just uh i'll read straight from the uh horse's mouth on star wars um dot com at star wars celebration the health and safety of our fans attendees and exhibitors uh, and staff is our number one priority. And due to the global impact of COVID-19 virus and in speaking with local and state authorities on the latest hu- public health guidelines uh, related to indoor conventions, we have made the decision to cancel Star Wars Celebration for 2020. I was like, oh, sad. You know, I, I saw the tweets. I saw it breaking on Twitter and I was immediately sad. I was like, well, it's a bummer. Although, you know what? Hey, it was back-to-back celebrations. I couldn't go last year tragically or i guess 2018 was it 2019 or 2018 was chicago uh, it was april was it april 2019 i think gotcha. it was. so last year so um i was bummed i couldn't make it um but i was like you know what i have to wait uh, two years but that's normal uh-uh <clears throat> and i continue the quote while this news is disappointing 
We are happy to announce that Star Wars Celebration will return to the Anaheim Convention Center on August 18th through 21st, 2022. No! No! 2022. I didn't expect that. I actually expected it was going to be delayed like a few months, maybe. Or maybe spring of 2020. I mean, 2021. 21, yeah, yeah. But not August of 2022. That's a long time. But you know what? That gives you an extra two years to save your money. That is true. And you can get a pen, Bruce. You can get a pen. <laughs> you can get an exclusive pen. <laughs> For transfers and refunds, fans who plan to attend uh, the Anaheim this year may either transfer their current ticket purchase to the new event date or receive a refund or receive a credit for merchandise. So there's your three options. You can get some mer- sweet merch with your uh, credit. You can transfer it, which is automatic. If you don't do anything, they just transfer your ticket to the following year. And then there's a window where they'll accept refunds. You have to reach out to the... If you go to the website and fill out the form and information and request your refund, uh, if that is the if that is what you so choose. So, uh, and you know, I'll finish this out. All information about transferring your tickets, celebration.com. All ticket holders will see an email with detailed instructions on how to submit your request. Um, so, and then I also just saw, it looks like they are de- uh, postponing slash delaying the tie-in event that they were going to do at Disney, the Star Wars night, which mm, I yeah. do, I do, I never got tickets for Celebration. Uh, I was going to uh, apply for press and also um, because I missed that window, I went ahead just kind of as backup. I went ahead and signed up for the uh, light ticket exchange. Um, I signed up back in like January, February, uh, and uh, I was number 500 or so, so 500 and change. I'm down to 150. <laughs> in line so uh but of course now it's not a thing anymore of course maybe i'm just gonna leave my i'm gonna stay in line in case they still ever open up uh ticket sales but like they'll be first in line the the tickets (laughs) that's what you do at star wars celebration these days you wait in lines um yeah but no it's it's one of those things it's uh uh not a surprise i i'm it took them a while honestly to announce it i think they were really were trying to get a better sense of what the uh guidance for the pandemic would be and I, and I don't think it was a matter, as you say, whether or not they're going to delay it. I think that decision was made a while ago. It was just mm-hmm. by how much are they going to delay it? That's what I think uh, the de- real decision was. And and they decided to play the long game. 2022, That that's basically past the timeline of getting some kind of vaccine. Like that's how um, safe they want to be able to play it. Well, I don't know, because I'm starting to wonder when they signed a deal with the convention center... I wonder if it was for two conventions, and this was a date that was already locked in for oh, 2022. Interesting. And then maybe they just, mm. you know, we're going to see if they could delay this current one a little later or whatever, and then they just decided we'll just cancel it and let's stick with the date for the next one. Interesting. Because that would make sense. Yeah. Two year gap. But but two years in uh, two years in a row. At Anaheim or two, I guess, two conventions in a row at Anaheim? You think that would have been a thing? I was thinking maybe they did a deal with Anaheim where it's in 2020 and mm. 2022. I don't know if they would have put a convention in between that for somewhere else, but like I just Europe, wonder if maybe. that was already in the, in the can. I could see a Celebration Europe between that or a 
back-to-back celebrations each year because the demand's there. There's so many people that go to these things that they could do this annually. And yeah. so uh, um, I, th- I really think that, I mean, why wouldn't you do it annually if you could and make that profit? I personally, like, it seems like a, a bit much as someone who, you know, Star Wars Celebration was a special thing that happened every three years and then it became every two years. But um, It's starting to sound like the movies. Right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you wait three years between the movies, now it's six months, five months, whatever. Yeah, you know, you know? Star Wars Celebration every quarter. Quarterly celebration. <laughs> um but I, I think it makes sense to me that they would um, postpone it the two years in the context of if they already had that deal. And then I could see them having doing it in Orlando, each do, doing it once a summer on each on each coast, an East Coast celebration, a West Coast celebration. And it, that way it could cater to um, the, the travel for each of those coasts because it, the, every three years it's this big event that everybody tries to go to. But if it's every other year, you know, near your home and driving distance of, you know, the Southeast, for example, or driving distance of any of the West coast, mm-hmm. it makes more, it makes sense. It, well, it's like PAX East and PAX West for video games. Yep. Um, similar situation. So I could, maybe that's the right, honestly, you're the, I, I've not heard anybody um, uh, talking about that option, but that makes a lot of sense to me when you put it that way. Well, because I have exclusive information that I make up myself. Ah, yes. Just breaking news, folks. Yeah, listen, grab that quote and put it all over the internet. Um, (laughs) Exclusive source we have. I'm kind of hoping for a celebration in Europe. That's why I was hoping that we would hear that there's one before this one and it's in Europe. Yes. And I I mean, honestly, that would be really cool. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to. Or even Canada. Put in Canada. Canada (laughs) needs some love, people. celebration canada uh yeah it it is uh it's disappointing news but not not surprising news so i'm i'm glad that they went that route because i think it's the safe thing to do like as much as we were kind of like joking around back and forth i think it's the right decision it is it is um, it's just, but it is sad i mean everything about what's going on in the world about, right now about is sad. 2020 yeah <laughs> i mean i mean i'm this is such a little thing to complain about but it That's, yeah you know in the grand scheme of things uh i can't i can't um i can't disagree with you but no but we but did get some we, mm-hmm? there'll be some really good stuff that there i mean i don't know if they were going we're going to announce much of anything this time because of covid-19 delaying production of things so in 2022 could be really full of some interesting things that's true they'll i think they'll have a lot more um I think they'll have a lot more to work with. And I think also this summer, we're going to see a pretty quick um, drabble, dribble of information, I guess, for from Lucasfilm on the projects that they do have. So I think the Mandalorian Season 2 stuff, um, the next animated project, I think these are things that they were going to announce at Celebration that we're going to see a drip drip of, uh, of Star Wars news breaking uh, as we go. We're Star Wars detours. When are we getting that? Right? What's happening? Thank you. Come I've on. I've been I've been wait uh, I've been waiting a while. You uh, need to get somebody from Lucasfilm here on the show so I can ask right? that question. Sh- that's the first question that we'll ask. I can't shake them. Giving engines full power. This is gonna be close! Hmm. 
It's the official announcement trailer of the next Star Wars video game. You are the Empire's strength. We do not accept defeat. Star Wars Squadrons. why we fly. For hope. For the new Republic. Vengeance will be ours. Perfect shot. Makes history. Five pilots. One squadron. The galaxy's finest. Pilots Wanted launching uh, October second from EA. Uh, we've been we literally talked about this last week on the show with Mark, and I was like, "Yeah, this code name Project Maverick." I think they're going to announce it next week, and they and here they are, uh, officially announced. It is uh, well straight from EA. Uh, buckle up, take full control of starfighters such as the X-wing t- and Tie Fighter, and feel the adrenaline of strategic first-person five-on-five dogfights alongside your squadron in a fateful campaign set near the conclusion of the Galactic Civil War. Learn what it means to be a pilot in, in uh, the Star Wars single-player story. Um, the New Republic fights for freedom. Uh, the Empire demands order. We need you to join the galaxy's finest. Star Wars Squadrons, available October 2nd, 2020, on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Origin PC, Steam, and Epic Game Store. Uh, there's a, I'm, I'm auditioning for the voiceover for the app. <laughs> um, well, October 2nd, that's a Friday. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, and the reason I know that is because my birthday is October 5th, and it's a Monday. Ah, there you go. So, you know, what a great birthday gift idea this is wow if i could just tell someone (laughs) someone who's listening to me and looking at me right now (laughs) to get me for my birthday no i'm kidding not you (laughs) yeah well um so it's interesting i so i'm not a a a huge video game guy but i've been sucked back into battlefront uh, which we'll talk about later in the show Really? Um, oh, I was going to ask you about, but you said we're going to talk about oh, it later. Well, I mean, we can we can, we'll hit it here. Like I I've I've just like um in in uh, quarantine and social distancing, I've had more time to play video games. And then guess what? The gameplay for Battlefront True is awesome. I love it, except for the fighter combat. It's really kind of wonky, and I'm not good at it. Now listen, well, this new one might make up for it. Probably user error. I'm not very good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> but well you're better than me because i played battlefront with you at your house one time and i kept dying oh <laughs> that's true i forgot <laughs> about that but we um i i will say this what what sucked me in is the fact that there's a story mode i think that's what's exciting for me is i, yes. I want to play the story mode which uh, i i think is really exciting that we're getting uh and i think that's the direction they realized 
with uh, Battlefront 2, with all of its controversy, the story mode with Iden Versio is, is awesome. I loved it. It's a great story. Some of the best storytelling coming out of the Disney era is uh, Iden Versio's uh, character arc throughout the, that, the story mode of that game. Um, I wish we had a Disney Plus series about her, honestly. It's really compelling, interesting, like a, uh, the story of a ex-Imperial Special Forces uh, on, the, you know, on the moon of Endor when the Death Star explodes. What's your reaction? What do you do? You suddenly have no command. You're just like a Special Forces squad fighting to survive. Just a simple, yeah. just a simple special forces squad making my way into the universe. Um, but so I that, don't know the story from the game. I read the book though. Oh, it, uh, was it a novelization of the game or was it a tie-in? Uh, well, since I didn't play the game, I don't know for sure. I'm I'm gonna guess it was probably more of a tie-in. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, it's it's brilliant. It's amazing. Um, so I want to see more of that, and it's from the same studio. So I, I I like the fact that they're going story mode, and of course they followed that up with an the epic story that is the epic story and the frustrating gameplay that is Jedi Stalin uh Stalin <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yes. which again the story is amazing, but uh, gameplay again probably user error i'm bad at video games laugh at me people go ahead i don't know i haven't had i haven't finished that one yet this is the problem i need my daughters out of the house (laughs) would you go to college already (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh yeah yeah that's fair that's fair um but i i think it's there's a lot of potential here but it's also it seems like it's like it's not trying to be this this massive epic game it's a we do one thing well. It's fighter combat, and you can do fighter combat sto- story. I think that's that's the the cool element of it. Now, I pulled this article. Um, let's see. I, I'm trying to remember who, where I found it. A GameSpot article from yesterday that kind of got a few more details from it. It's a basically dogfighting campaign with multiplayer options and no microtransactions. So they're, again, dumping the the horror show that was Battlefront 2's press when it came to microtransactions, the sort of pay-to-win criticism uh, that Battlefront 2 received. Uh, But also the $40 price point, dang. Like, that's pretty great compared to, you know, Fallen Order, which launches at a $60 price point for, like, most premium new uh, games. So they're going to release it. It does not come out on the just-announced PlayStation 5. So it seems to interesting. It seems to me like they had the resources to build this, probably off the same technology that they did for fighter combat and Battlefront, but they just like perfected it and did a new story and made a more affordable game that they can launch. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think um, EA has been... Uh, I mean, they haven't done much with the license besides Battlefront until this last year when they released um, Fallen Order and then now announced uh, Star Wars Squadrons. And of course, they're going right for the, the old... Um, X-Wing TIE Fighter video game, the Rogue Squadron um, video games from the 90s that were extremely popular. So I think they're they're catering to that that audience as well. Yeah, I think it's really working well. So, I mean, I'm more interested than I've ever been. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, the last few years have been like, eh, I don't know. But now I'm like, yeah, let's do this. So now I'm interested in all these games. Awesome. And since I have an Xbox One, which I didn't have before. Well, there you helps. go. There you go. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Apology accepted, Captain Nida. 
Well, I'm pretty excited. We have on the line, as I alluded to mysteriously at the beginning of the show, uh, a special guest for this episode. He is the author of the uh, about-to-be-released, I hold in my hand, a precious, ooh, precious uh, pre-release, illustrious press copy. This is how. This is how, Bruce. This is how you know I'm important. That I matter. (laughs) That's about as far as you get with importance. That's it. This is. This is. uh, Listen. It just goes. It's down. It's all downhill from here. Um, at this point, but uh, so the Star Wars Book of Lists, uh, and uh, and he's a prolific Star Wars author in his own right. Uh, Mr. Cole Corton, how's it going? Welcome to the Star Wars Report. Hi. Uh, first, I'm jealous because I don't have a copy of that book. <laughs> Wait so a second. You're clearly more important than me. Wow. Um, yeah, you'll have to tell me how you like it. I, I will tell you how I like it. I like it a lot. Actually, you know who also really enjoyed it um, was my wife who um, we had this uh, kind of interesting... Well, I was flipping through it, and she's like, what's that? And I was like, yeah, it's the Star Wars Book of Lists. And I happened to be on a certain specific page, um, which was the identify and match a character with the quote. Now, listen, as, as seasoned ah. Star Wars podcasters uh, and, and fans, we, they, they were, I would say, entry-level trivia questions, how, which made it perfect. So it's like, you got to... Uh, play along with me. So I opened up my phone recorder, and we played this little game. Take a quick listen. I am your father. You know, some people Rachel. think it's some people say think it's Luke. I am your father. But so Darth Vader said that. And oh, can I guess the movie? I'll also add a bonus: <laughs> the movie in Empire Strikes Back. Extra points. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Um, I see. Like, I think it's right. Uh, let's see. Next. Dang it. <laughs> it's a trap. Dang it. The red guy. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the red guy. Wow, the red guy. You know, if, if she would keep reading, she might learn who that red guy is. I'm just saying. Exactly. We had some fun with it. It was, but I, I will say, I, I love Book of Lists, and that's I, we're gonna have some fun talking about. Uh, I think our favorite background characters. I was, I was, I was shooting you guys emails back and forth of like how we could have some fun and talk about that. But before we do, I just want to say. I actually really enjoy it. It kind of reminds me of the feel and format of, uh, as in terms of content, as um, the back of action figure cards that I used to read. Like when Revenge of the Sith came out, I remember being like a, a preteen almost, and 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 like going through uh, Walmart and Target and learning as much as I could about the movie because that's how I did. I wasn't like browsing the internet or forums. I didn't know any of that existed, so I would just read. Uh, that's how I like learned about Order sixty six, and I was like, "Those devils! How dare they betray the Jedi?" <laughs> but like, that's the stuff. It was like I would read everything about the planets and the uh, background characters, and I and it kind of reminds me of that, but in this really cool like coffee table book format. So, uh, what's the what's the story behind it? How'd you maybe get involved in writing Star Wars, and then eventually, how, how did that lead up to uh, to this book? Well, they emailed me, and I said yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> But no, that's it. Well, like, there's a surprising amount of truth to that. So this is my 12th or 13th Star Wars book, and uh, they all do kind of start the same way. So for me, uh, in 2015, I had been writing for StarWars.com, and I I got that gig thanks to meeting the right people and and being involved in Star Wars in various ways for a long time, especially at Star Wars Celebration. So. Um, I know celebration just this week was was canceled I know. for this year. We were but, lamenting just earlier in the show. It's it's yeah. tragic. 
it, it will be back in, in a couple of years, and we'll all get together again. It'll exactly. be great. And um, I, I can say celebration was incredibly important for me, and uh, it's my number one hint. Anytime anyone asks me, you know, how how do I get a job like that? I say, well, you go to celebration. That that was my path. Um, and in 2015, it was an interesting time. If you remember, we were all getting really excited for new Star Wars again, and there had been this sort of period where we all we could do is wait for new Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't yeah. much coming out. And all of a sudden, the floodgates opened. And behind the scenes, the floodgates were, they needed people to start writing all the stuff for the lead up to and the eventual release of The Force Awakens. And and the, as best I can tell, um, they had gone to all the people they normally go to to write that sort of stuff <laughs> and filled their plates, and they still had a slot. And somehow, I, I guess by, again, knowing the right people from Star Wars Celebration, uh, Rachel Berry, in particular, from DK at the time, uh, I had, had known for her for a while. She was a huge supporter of mine. Um, I got in, you know, and uh, here I am. So yeah, you do the first book, and I'll tell you, like, you're so excited to get the first one. And then this, like, wave of fear hits you. Because <laughs> now, what if they never invite you back? Mm. Right? Like, you're so afraid you were such a, a, a crook and a scam artist and a failure the first <laughs> time that you're, you're never going to get invited to your second. Luckily, they did. And then um, over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with lots of different publishers and um, get to do all these Star Wars books. A couple of year at least, which is about all I can handle because I... I have a day job, like so many authors. My day job for the past five years happens to be working on Star Wars games at EA. But, um, you know, it's, it's fun to pop in and, and do books like this. And isn't it a shame that your day job can get in the way of you doing right. Star Wars writing? It's I mean, why would I want to spend a whole day at work working on Star Wars games, you know? You got it's Star tough. Wars all around you. Look at it you. It is. I thank you for your concern and showing empathy <laughs> for me and and my situation. No, it, it, it's been a, a great little stint, and um, I'm very lucky in all of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways, being that connected all the time is why I think I get the call. I don't think they call me because like my prose is so breathtaking and so mind-blowingly <laughs> good right like come on like in some of my books i'm writing about like gungan spit it's not exactly <laughs> hard-hitting stuff um i in part i guess they give me a call because i can write it fast and you have to be and for a lot of these projects they do write fast and you have to know it and for book of list right it's it, it was pitched as a hundred list which coming up with a hundred list ideas was enough and then i realized like you have to write all the pieces in each list and you don't have much time. And uh, people I, I think maybe don't realize how fast a lot of times these things come together. It, most books I've worked on tend to be weeks, not months. And you either know it and you have it on top of your head and you know how to access it very quickly behind me is, is all my reference materials or you don't. Hmm. And I guess they come to me because I can write fast and I, I write to the brief and, and we take care of business. Well, and you do know you do know it like that, and that's the, a big part of it of like um, having that sort of background, living and breathing S- Star Wars. Like, it, as any one of us who's been to Celebration over the years or, and been immersed in this world, it is kind of crazy the demand for it now. Um, and I, I I remember as as a kid the prequels being like that in terms of the material and and collectibles, but it it is it has been a unique time over the last 
you know, six, seven years of, um, of Star Wars content. Um, I, I, I do have to say, though, um, what was in, in any particular list that you were, like, really reaching for? You're like, I can't believe I get to put this in an officially published book. Yeah, there were a few. Because, you know, you always put things in an outline and they, they go away and they come back and you're just never really sure what the feedback's going to be. Uh, I've said it before on other projects and I'll say it on this one. I find everybody at Lucasfilm to be very open to crazy ideas and very great to work with in that regard. Yeah. Um, the, I, I pitched some stuff that was pretty obscure. Um, the Wilhelm scream yeah, list mm-hmm. um, is up there. And for any listeners aren't, aren't familiar with that stock sound effect that's been used over and over and over in Star Wars, we talk about what it is and, and where it comes from and uh, all the places that that scream, which you would know it when you hear it, um, has been used in, in Star Wars. That was pretty obscure, and I'm, I'm glad they went for it. Um, the other one was um, Warwick Davis and I, all the was, characters was, That was the one played. I was actually going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. They, that all begin with W. Like, it's very specific. Um, and I think I, you can read the the actual title of that list. I think it is something convoluted. Like yeah, that. from Wicket to Weasel, uh, just the names. Uh, of the, I didn't realize he'd played this many characters. I honestly didn't know oh. how many characters in Solo he played. But yeah, he played, I let's see. I didn't either. Weasel That Wald. was actually a, a Weasel. learning opportunity because I sent off all the ones I knew of and got notes back from, I think it was Leland Chi, the yeah. keeper of the hologram mm. um, in the story group. And he gave me more. Like there were, it was from Solo. <laughs> wow. It was like, yeah, we haven't really talked about this, but these are, these are in the holocron uh, as he has played them. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so let's, let's, let's go around the circle. Um, favorite, uh, cause, and it could be very well one of uh, Warwick Davis's acclaimed characters. It could be uh, WG22, who's probably my favorite like background. He's like the badass uh, short dude in uh, Rebel Fighter in Solo. He's uh, carrying around that that gun, but uh, it could favorite background Star Wars character that always amuses you when you watch the movies. Uh, Who are you asking, uh, Bruce? You know what? You kick oh. us off. Go for it. See, this is what happens when I open my mouth. <laughs> okay, Riley, this is a favorite of yours and mine. Oh, okay. just it dawned on me right before the show. It's in A New Hope. Yavin Four, <laughs> Mustache Man, the guy at the celebration at the end. Mm-hmm. He's got this big mustache that loops. I don't, I'm sure. I, I think we discovered he had a name. It was like in a comic or he something. He did well, and it's, he's at the he's at the the meeting table too in several of those shots, at like the planning uh, yes. planning table. Um, yeah, that's pretty solid. Wasn't that during one of the commentaries we did back in the day? I want to say think it was. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty solid choice. Uh, how would you call? <laughs> I'm going to go real obscure. Um, there's a droid named R3T7. And no, no, no. Uh, if you're an action figure guy from back in the day. Uh, for Attack of the Clones, uh, he is like blinking, you miss him, barely in a fast-moving camera shot. It's a little astromech droid. He's got like neon green panels, a clear dome. And um, in the film, he's nothing. Like I, mm. I don't even think he classifies as background droid. He's a prop. Like, <laughs> nothing. But... Hasbro released that droid as like the Attack of the Clones preview figure. And so, again, as a kid growing up, I was like, this guy is going to be awesome. (laughs) R3-T7 is going to change our lives. It's the Constable Zuvio. Remember that figure? It came with like the lightning around it. Like it had plastic. This was so 2000s, Hasbro. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, like, I'm looking at it now. It's on Amazon.com for six fifty one. Uh, and <laughs> worth every penny. I think he's worth seven whole bucks. Um, R three T seven. But because of that anticipation, right, you went to the store and you bought this action figure and all you could do is sit there for months and uh, hope and dream what he was going to become. Turns out um, he was the Constable Zuvio before Constable Zuvio. Exactly. Right? Zuvio got action figures and was not really in The Force Awakens. And everybody makes a big deal out of Zuvio and isn't that the meme and isn't that funny? R327 was there first. Hmm. You yes. heard it here, folks. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I gotta. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna twist things up a little bit. I'm gonna go um, sequel trilogy. I think my favorite um, kind of background cameo character has to be Captain Canada. Uh, I love his whole little miniature story arc that you get in just a few minutes in, in the Last Jedi, and you just get this sense, and it's it's all too brief, all too brief a glimpse of how the Empire has evolved into the First Order, and and this seasoned, you know, veteran of the Galactic Civil War surrounded by these punk idiots, and it's just my favorite thing <laughs> um, from the very beginning of the film, if you guys remember. It's, a, I, it's one of those... I. I love the way he populated that sequence. And I still, to this day, will stand that I think the best like opening sequence of the uh, sequel trilogy is that sort of mini movie within a movie that Ryan Johnson had for The Last Jedi. And, you know, I'm such a sucker for the, the old war movie tie-ins that Star Wars has had for years, but he really, like, the tie-in with the, the B-17 look of the Rebel Bombers, like, that... That whole sequence, it, I absolutely love, and I think that that's probably why Captain Canada has to like jump right in there. Um, there's a bunch, like there's a bunch in um, uh, there's a bunch in in the prequels that I could have gone. I thought maybe I should since I'm a kid of the prequel, but it was honestly the first character that came to mind. Uh, honorary like mention it. to R uh, to R four uh, from Attack of the Clones. R four. We, I, it, me and my friends growing up had a running joke about uh, how R four was always really jealous of R two D two and how he got all the attention, and that it was just like uh, I could imagine a robot chicken style like intercut of R four being really sad. It was like I don't seem to ever remember owning a droid. It's <laughs> tragic. The always forgotten jealous uh r4 well uh cole i get i gotta ask you one more thing before you go uh and it's star wars book of lists it's uh available uh i know really soon pre-order if you haven't but also i i I know it's coming later this summer you did uh galaxy's edge book yeah i did uh star wars galaxy's edge the traveler's guide to batu so i'm an in-universe travel guide to uh Black Spire Outpost, and the whole planet of Batuu. So if you're a fan of Galaxy's Edge, uh, the theme park experience, or even if you're not, uh, yeah, check it out. We we could talk about that one for hours. I, I Actually, honestly, I'm really excited. Uh, we'll try to rope you back into the show later this summer when, when it comes out because um, I've been to Galaxy's Edge several times back, back when it was open. <laughs> um, but it was... Uh, and I've been to Disneyland and Disney World, and it was really fun to kind of compare the differences. Uh, but I'm really interested to see what that looks like in terms of building something that's in universe, because there've been you know plenty of guides and articles and websites for all the um, I guess cool 
Easter eggs and stuff like that throughout Galaxy's Edge. But I'd be really interested to see how you approach it from a, an in-universe perspective. And I always liked, uh, like, uh, I mean, I always love like Dan Wallace's stuff with um, the Book of Sith, that kind of thing. I always really liked that concept of in-universe's books. I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, it's very much in that vein. Uh, say, even having been there many times, yeah. you have no idea about some of the characters and some of the backstories and the relationships and all of that. So, can't wait for you to see it. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Cole, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet if they want to follow, especially as uh, the books come out. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter, just at Cole Horton. Oh, That's super easy. easy, super easy. We'll throw links to that and, and to the book uh, in the show notes for the episode. If you're listening to it in Apple Podcast, you'll see it right there in the notes. Cole, thanks so much, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. We'll see you. And that was the one and only Cole Horton. Thanks, man. Uh, and uh, man, Bruce, I'm going to send you this book. Actually, it's yeah, going to take a look at it's, that. You got to see. There's some really fun. Uh, there's a lot of ones that are sort of more mainstream, but then some of the ones we talked about, I really like the. Uh, uh, they actually have uh, first things first order, and they have a whole blurb on uh, Cab Canada. So that's that's cool. It's pretty. Is there anything in there that says when Star Wars Detours is coming? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, dang it. <laughs> I forgot that. Next time. I was going to ask him, but I thought, no, I'll let him. He doesn't know. I'm sure. Well, maybe he does. Wait, call him back. (laughs) Yeah, get him back in here. No, uh, we've got, (laughs) dude, we've got, we've got way too much to cover and way too little time. Um, We're setting up after this for the show uh, to do a little hangout with our um, Patreon Bothan High Council. Um, So that's going to be fun that we're doing tonight. That'll be available in the. patreon rogue transmissions feed as well for those of you guys who support the show so it's a great time a little uh, quick plug and shout out uh this week's featured patron supporter bill shannon uh recent uh, supporter we really appreciate uh, all he does he's on the bothan high council so we'll be talking to him tonight as we get ready to lament star wars celebration and all that good stuff so check it out patreon.com slash star wars report to support the show directly and get access to a bunch of fun a uh, bunch of fun bonus content so that you can do it. Um, and then finally, uh, do we have time? We're going to hit it. I got to get your reaction. Speaking of publishing, publishing uh, Empire at 40, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. They're doing another anthology. Bruce, did you read the, um, the first one? Uh, well, I listened to the audio book and I didn't like it. Oh, so do you think, can you be sucked back in? That's the question. I could be sucked back in because I think I I enjoyed some parts of it. Other probably like half and half. Okay. But I think some of it had to do with maybe just the audio book. I think I would have liked it better if I had read it. So this next one I would read as opposed to listen to. Mm, That's fair. That's fair. They did a big author panel panel at New York comic con. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it, it's a lot of talent that they put together and then they like donate the proceeds to charity. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Gary Witta is writing a story. So is Amy Ratcliffe, friend of the show. Um, and so there's a, they've got quite a lineup of, of authors, but it's basically the same kind of anthology where they do uh, basically a series of uh, short stories surrounding and in the midst of uh, Empire Strikes Back. I'm kind of surprised they didn't get it. It, it was probably delayed. Um, if I'm guessing they were originally going to try to publish it and coincide with the 40th anniversary but it's coming out later this november so it'll be interesting to see uh exactly what they do um and then you know what man uh let's do it let's jump into 
Boba's bounty. He's worth a lot to me. As you wish. It's Boba's bounty, where we talk about Star Wars. More. Uh, Bruce, what, <laughs> what have you been up to this week in the world of Star Wars? Raleigh's laughing because he can see my face because I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? I oh didn't God. even think about and I, this I threw part. it right to you. I was like, didn't even give you a chance. Didn't even give you a um, chance to consider what you would say in this segment about what you've experienced, listened to, read, or watched in the world of Star Wars. How was that for, like, vamping? That, that helps a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what? I know there's something out there that afterwards I'll be like, oh, that's what I should have mentioned. Well, but what I will mention is uh, the Jedi Academy mm. uh, books, the uh, the original trilogy that had come out years and years and years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, exactly what you're talking about. By Kevin J. Anderson. I love those. I bought those with a gift card at Borders. If you remember Borders Bookstore, <laughs> they're totally out of business now. I bought it with a gift card at Borders sometime in like the mid to late 90s. Okay. Something probably like late 90s. And I never read the books. Never. I just had them sitting. They came in the little box, all three together. Never read them. But now I'm reading them. I've finished the second book. I'm getting ready to go to the third book. What? And I, I really have enjoyed them. And I know they're legends and they don't necessarily fit exactly into now the how the sequel trilogy went and all that but that's fine i don't mind that it's i've really enjoyed them they're really good books i'm just wish i would have read them earlier i don't know why it took so long to get to them so i'm gonna say that's my boba's bounce it's confusing because jedi academy is now a young book series i know what you're talking about though i was trying to remember because i remember reading them like who are the this is to Jedi search is the first book ah jedi jedi search that would Uh, help because you it, you have to be a little more specific for the, the Google machine. Ah, there it is. Yep, Tanel Ka, right? Is this where she loses her arm? I think it is. I don't... I think... I, uh, Kevin J. Anderson. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I read that a couple months ago. I read the second one just a month ago, and then I'm going to the third one. Okay, nice. Yeah, Bantam Spectra uh, in 1994. Yeah, and I probably a, got mine like a, three, four years after that. Yeah, there we go. The scattered remnants of the empire, uh, the war with the scattered remnants of the empire continues as two children, Jedi twins, come into their powers in a universe in a universe on the brink of vast changes, in a time of turmoil. So yeah, we're talking uh, Jaina and Jason Solo. Yes, yes, they're they're in there. They're young. Hey, here's another thing. I'm just gonna throw out there a bonus one. Oh yeah. This is, I I did my little Lego Star Wars Lego, what? just a little set of the. Uh, Carbon yeah. freezing chamber unit yeah. with Han and stuff. So I, I did that the other day. So well, that's awesome, man. I, yeah. I didn't know you were uh, getting into the Lego. Okay, so here's the thing. I've always had Lego in the house because the girls would ask for it for Christmas and I'd help them put together. But ah. I never got the chance to just do one myself. So I, I got a small box mm-hmm. and my oldest star just sat there like handing the pieces to me. But I was not mm-hmm. allowing anybody to put together. Uh-uh. I wanted to do one from start to finish. Nice. I like it. I like it. And that's a pretty good set. I don't, I don't actually have that set, so you're ahead of me. It's uh, That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, um, it does all kinds of stuff. You can, like, you know, little controls. And Han Solo goes down into the carbon freezing. Anyway, uh, it's a visual thing. No, nah, but, but uh, you know, I can see it. And I, I care. I care. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mentioned it earlier, but it's just a, a little official. Hang on. <clears throat> 
eulogy. <laughs> it's for <laughs> Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2, man. They stopped yeah. updates. Like it's like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. But I just wanted to like lament that fact for a second because they literally announced that right as I was getting into it again. <laughs> um, they announced there would be no further updates to Battlefront 2. Now, they've, they've gone through Battlefront 2 since it's come out. They've done updates with uh, um, Rise of Skywalker. They've done, oh my gosh, they've done, so they did a, did a Clone Wars update with a lot of the same levels and areas from the original. They've, they've done, it's, it's a beautifully designed game and pretty fun combat controls. And I had just gotten back into like just blasting some droids on my day, days off around here and I was really enjoying it. And then they officially announced that they were no longer doing any uh, additional updates for the game and it's it's a little disappointing i'm not gonna lie so just an official little eulogy and shout out to battlefront 2 we hardly knew ye um but also uh, and then i guess i finished up what i started watching last week which is to be transparent uh after the the wife falls asleep sometimes you know you're just sitting there a little antsy not quite ready to head to bed yeah so uh you know, you turn on the the TV. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, fire up Disney Plus. What were you thinking? Fire up Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Disney Plus. That reminds. I have a Disney Plus thing for you too. Um, yeah, go on. And I've been watching Star Wars Lego Droid Tales. Oh, I've watched- I'm watching Star Wars Lego Freemaker Adventures. Oh, is it good? Uh, I really like the first season. The second season, not as much. Uh, I'm halfway through that. Gotcha, gotcha. It's let me tell you about Droid Tales. It is very much in the vein of Robot Chicken meets Star Wars Lego, and I love it. I've I've actually I've fallen in love with it. It was so much fun. It was there's a lot of really funny, uh, a lot of really funny. Um, I'm messing up my own audio, but uh, bits about Star Wars that star only big Star Wars fans would know. So it's very much like the humor that the adults uh, who know Star Wars backward and forward will get, and then a fun little adventure of C-3PO looking for R2-D2, but in the meantime, telling, reflecting, and blathering on about all of his past adventures. And so there's all these flashbacks from C-3PO's perspectives as they retell moments from the original trilogy in full robot chicken style. Um so I, I, it, it has a lot of great moments. Palpatine is basically straight out of the robot chicken version of Palpatine. Uh, and so you watch it. It's hilarious. It's only five episodes. They're each 22 minutes. Uh, I love it. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're wrapping it here on the Star Wars Report. Thanks so much for listening this week. Big shout out to Mr. Cole Horton. Uh, for coming on. Book is Star Wars Lists, or Book of Lists. It's not Book of Sith, Book of Lists. Uh, available next week, actually, as this podcast comes out. So, uh, very soon. I, I've got the I've got the press one sheet. They give you they give you this, like, this fancy one. It says, uh, coming out June 23rd. Uh, take a fascinating look at the galaxy far, far away, with trivia pulled across the galaxy. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, Mr. Bruce Gibson, tell the good people on the internet where they can find you. Admiral underscore Rex. That's where you can find me on Twitter, at Admiral underscore Rex. And I'm also doing a podcast called Positively Trek. 
and literary tracks. Just imagine what that's about. Mm, I wonder. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then um, you can follow us, of course, at Star Wars Report on uh, Twitter on uh, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. If you listen to the podcast, uh, spread the news. Share the word. If you have a Star Wars friend, a fan friend in your life, uh, make sure, especially without Star Wars Celebration, that's what we do here at the Star Wars Report. We're celebrating Star Wars. So uh, spread the word. Uh, let your friends know about it. And uh, leave us a rating and review, uh, especially if you're using the Apple Podcast app. It's really easy to head there and uh, leave us a rating. We've had, actually, a lot of... Uh, recent reviews guys so thank you so much and big shout out to you guys who are helping get the word out that way so uh check it out there um and then of course sign up for the star wars report uh mailing list starwarsreport.com slash mailing list i'll be sending out a new one next week we've taken a few weeks off a little while off but i just sent one out for the mouse and castle podcast uh but i'm uh, getting ready to fire up the old star wars report mailing list too uh so you can subscribe starwarsreport.com slash mailing list and of course you can follow me at the Riley guy that's both on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and no, that's about it. Google, Google plus. No, that's gone. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Star Wars report. Thanks so much. Uh, and until next time, may the force be with you. And remember many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. Ba-da-doop. 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 Ba-da-doop.